Hello, listeners. It's time for another movie mastery. That's right. It's me, John, and my co-host, Jeff. I'm tired. And we're here to talk to you about a movie that we picked randomly from the giant list of stuff that people have recommended. To be fair, we tried to pick about, what, five other movies randomly before we finally found one where we could find the movie in any way? Oh, yeah. There was one I tried to find and couldn't even find it, like, just existing like i tried to google it and there was no results that existed so i was like oh i maybe someone misspelled this because this does not exist as a movie right so if you're the people who recommended like oh, i was a goldie three oh goldie three i assume you have to buy like an old vhs copy of somewhere yeah from like i don't know a haunted garage sale <laughs> You have to find the world's only still open blockbuster video, which is in Portland or something, I think. And 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 they won't have it because they have DVDs. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, <laughs> trying to find that and Zapang. Yeah, Zapang, Zapang was, was the one I just couldn't find any record of. Don't even know if it's real or not. But so, if you're the person who recommended Goldie 3, how did you watch it? Because hell, if we can find it. I mean, you may have just seen that it is a movie about a bear on the prairie that has Cheech Marin and Mr. T in it and went, I don't give a fuck. They have to watch this. <laughs> we agreed. Uh, oh, yeah. I tried real hard to find a way to watch this. Yeah, it was disappointing when we couldn't. Uh, I guess we'll have to try eBay next and see if anyone's got like an old VHS tape for sale. Then I'll have to dig a VHS player out of my garage. Listeners, if any of you have a copy of Goldie 3, the Golden Bear, or like the magic of Golden Bear, I forget what the actual tagline is, you'll know because it has Cheech Marin and Mr. T on it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you got that, man, let us know. We'll figure out a way to get it from you. So uh, instead, we watched Future Cops. Yeah, we watched Time Cop. No, we watched Future Cops. Uh-oh, John, I think I we have We watched a episodes of Cops from the future. <laughs> now I know what Florida dirtbags are up to in the future. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's still just Florida where they have the uh, police blotter laws so loose. Yeah, that you can just show whatever and it doesn't matter. Yeah, because that's the only reason that Florida Man is a thing. It's not It's not because people in Florida are worse than anywhere else. It's well. because... I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yes, and... Uh, but it's really because the police laws there are a lot looser about what you can report about who. Yeah. So you end up getting all these ridiculous stories where, you know, say, for example, if someone tried to beat someone else to death with a frozen fish in California, they'd be they'd have certain protections for a long time. Yeah, that wouldn't quite make it onto the news mm -hmm. the night that it happened. Yes. Now, Florida, on the other hand, when someone tries to play mini golf from a riding mower in a neighborhood house, then, you know, Florida reports on it right away. Yeah. When someone runs around and they're like, oh, I busted into a Burger King naked and tried to steal a Whopper, mm -hmm. like, that's the kind of thing that happens immediately. Yeah. I'm a former Marine, and one of my shoes is a live alligator, only in Florida. <laughs> I'm eating light bulbs, only in Florida. <laughs> only in Florida. Come to Florida. <laughs> Florida Tourism that's Board. That's the travel slogan. You know, the, the people who made the, 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 uh, the slogan in the commercial were like, should we focus on, you know, that we have a Disney World and the beaches and the spring breaks and the Maui? Well, not Maui. No. No, no. Just just the dirt bags. Just weird middle of the state <laughs> dirt bags. Come to Central Florida. Come to the Panhandle. It's basically terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, so right. we watched Future Cops. Future Cops. Now, Future Cops is a Chinese movie. 
that is it's a Hong Kong movie. Let's be. Uh, let's, it's a Hong Kong movie. There you go. It's it, it, that's a very politically unstable thing to say. Right that now. is. It's true. Yeah. I just <laughs> I just got banned by Blizzard. <laughs> uh, we watched it for free too, so it was a free Hong Kong movie. <laughs> Indeed, it was. <laughs> And you can see it now. Free Hong Kong Now yeah. movie. You can watch this movie right now at freehongkong.com, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I've We watched it on some low-rent streaming service. Oh, my God. That only had three people that have bought ads for them. It was uh, an anime show streaming service that isn't Crunchyroll. Yeah, it was Anime Crush, I think. And... Uh, a nicotine replacement for Chaw. Yeah, it was a, it was a pouch nicotine that doesn't have tobacco in it, and then a couple different uh pills you could take. One and of then them, one for ankle periods. That, yeah, that one's for moderate to severe endometriosis. Thanks, but they, at one point they do say uh, for the three primary symptoms of, of endometriosis, including ankle periods. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they meant to say painful. <laughs> And then the other one was for Humeria, and I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh, it's, it's uh, breathing. Oh, okay. There you go. So, so yeah. There's uh, we. It was it was an experience, and it, and the commercials were ruthless. There's no planning for when the commercials appear. No, it's. I think it's just every given amount of time they will pop in, mm-hmm. so you'll be right in the middle of something happening, and then all of a sudden commercials. And they had so few sponsors paying for ads on this on this garbage streaming service that that there was one point where they showed the anime crunch commercial four times in a row it was great (laughs) like it ended and then immediately started again and it's not like they have different versions of a commercial for it it's the same commercial over and over and over again yeah if you want to see the i forget what it's called super pop or whatever where the two girls have w's for mouths yeah and Uh, then uh fist of the north star and card captor sakura yeah one shot from card captor sakura and then a bunch of other stuff Uh uh-huh that i had no idea what it was because I don't anime. <laughs> I mean, I was amazed I knew who, who Card Captor Sakura, that that was that what that was. Uh, Somehow that popped into my head. I've never seen the show. I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we also, I mean, I know this isn't really talking we're about. We're going long today. Yeah, we're going long mostly because this movie is just what if Street Fighter. Oh, don't and give it away. No plot. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the weird thing from the streaming service as well is there were a couple of commercials for a, like a local VW dealership in like South it, it, South the, Carolina, it was South a, Carolina. Yeah, it was. Uh, th- there were a couple. They saw commercials for something called Low County v, uh, VW, and also another one that was for like the local nightly news in in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I uh, I'm not sure if they were like, hey, uh, we want to advertise on your dumb streaming service, mm-hmm. and they went. You know we don't have a local version of this. If you buy time, you just buy time. And they're like, eh. yeah, this is the cheapest ad space you could buy, right? Yeah, you're selling this off for like pennies, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we only figured out it was South. Carolina. I don't know what the fuck Low Country is. I only figured it out because they had a phone number and we googled the uh, area code. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this movie's about uh, twenty forty three Hong Kong, where. Street Fighter people go back to 1993. So uh, it's real weird, and I couldn't even begin to tell you what is or isn't a spoiler in it. I would have said the biggest spoiler in it is that it's very clearly just Street Fighter with the serial numbers filed off and then drawn right back on in crappy Sharpie. Oh, yeah. Like, they didn't (laughs) 
even really try hard. <laughs> They're like, let's just uh, basically smudge it a little. Yeah, they can't. What are they going to do? Arrest us? It's a free Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You it's know a good what? thing we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good thing. Uh, Blizzard just called me up to say they wouldn't sponsor us. <laughs> Oh, my canceled World of Warcraft account got double canceled. Oh, I've been double canceled. Oh, they erased my 400 mounts. <laughs> That's a shame. That would be. That's a real collection you got there. I have a, I have a crap ton of mounts. Yeah, and you can't do anything with it. Well, like, given that I don't play World of Warcraft, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to play a little bit of music. We're going to come back with the full in-depth kind of, I guess, review of oh, Future Oh, as in-depth as this thing could be. Yeah, this thing just refuses to go further than surface level because it is just stupid gags in street fighter but for it to develop a depth it would have to stay on one topic for more than a second yeah this thing is just manic oh, all right we'll be back after the break with a full review of future cops Hey, folks. Hey. Hey, we're back. It's okay. it's us. Okay. We're here. Yeah, hi. We're here and we're back. I, I don't know why you're telling me that. I we know are live. I know we're back. The The sign is on. The red light is flashing outside the door. So I guess, fuck it, we're doing it live? Yeah, we're doing this live. Coming to you live. All mistakes kept in for you because you're listening to this as it happens. Yeah, this is a live recording you're listening to. It's not even a recording. It's a live show. Call in. Yeah, right now. Call Our phone in. number suggests that we're in Charleston. <laughs> uh, so it's time to really dig into Future Cops, which, man, Future Cops, it, it's, it's hard to really get into because... Trying to remember any one thing from this film at one time. Yeah, so it starts in 2043, mm -hmm. and guys on hoverboards with... Little handlebars scooter, ha scooter handles yeah it's basically like if you took the handles from a segway and put them on a surfboard they're flying around on those yeah they basically have little razor scooters of the of the ocean but they're in the air with them <laughs> razor scooters of the ocean and they are flying around shooting at a truck that has a guy with an eye patch in it and Apparently, lasers are garbage in the future. I like that Jeeps have not advanced 40 years into the future in 1993, because he's very clearly trying a, a 1993 Jeep. Yeah. So <laughs> this, <laughs> I I assume, probably a relic of a Jeep that yeah. he's driving around is immune to lasers. It's immune to lasers, but luckily, it, uh, bullets still work in the future. So at one point, he pulls the Jeep over as lasers consistently miss him and shoot down shoots down a few of these hover scoot things yeah, with a regular gun. It's just like, oh, I see you were trying to kill me with lasers. Those do nothing. Bullets, however, will explode everything on contact. Mm -hmm. So here we go. So he gets chased for a while, and eventually he, he makes his way to a room that has a couple of kind of... You know, generic Hong Kong cinema-looking bad future dudes in it. Yeah, and he's and there's they have a discussion. They're like, ah, our great leader has been captured. The judge who will sentence him is the is the the wily U T Hung. U T Hung. Oh, not that guy. He's oh, he'll the worst. definitely sentence our boss to death or whatever. Yeah, and then they have a very weird conversation 
They're like, well, we will use the time machine to send you back to 1993. You must find U.T. Hung and convince him not to sentence anyone to, to, to uh, death in yeah, the future. Like brainwash him so that in the future he'll mm-hmm. let him go. But the time machine doesn't work very well. That is why we will send you there and not to a better time. <laughs> and also, we can't, I guess, change the timeline for some reason? Because mm-hmm. instead of just going, oh, we'll go back in time and just kill this dude when he's like a baby... They were like, oh, I guess we have to go back and convince him, like brainwash him so that in the future he has like a Manchurian candidate moment mm-hmm. where he then realizes, oh, I'm going to let this guy free. Right. So, I I mean, the idea is that they're going to send this bad guy with the eye patch uh, back to the past to find this, uh, young, this judge as a young boy in school 40 years earlier. I do like the idea that they're like... Oh, well, we can't change the past. Like, we're dealing with a time travel thing where time is immutable. Yeah. Time isn't after us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same as it ever was. (laughs) No, but they're dealing with a thing where, like, oh, you can travel through time, but it doesn't change anything. Anything you do was meant to happen. But they're like, oh, but if we go back and brainwash him, it doesn't change anything from the timeline from our point of view. But going forward from where we are, it might affect that. Okay. Yeah, I... I, uh... No, I appreciate that too. So then he goes outside, does the guy for time, the time traveling bad guy, to get in a brief showdown with three cops who show up. And while we're watching this, the first one shows up and they like jump down from their hover board and they're dressed like Ryu it's from just Street Ryu. Fighter. It's Ryu from yeah, he, he has some like little epaulets and stuff that kind of separate him from the straight up uniform. But I mean he's got the red tied off headband and the white gi with the sleeves ripped. He's it's Ryu. Ryu jumps down from a thing. And when we were first watching this, Jeff was like, ah, it's Ryu, he's here. And I was like, haha, yeah, and that guy's going to be Dalsim. And I guess that means that guy's Sagat. And then I was the right. eye patch. And then yeah, all of these, cor- <laughs> these things are correct. Everything was correct, yes. Because the very first thing this Ryu guy does after he lands, we're like, oh, shit, it's Ryu. He says whirlwind kick, and then he executes the Tatsubaki Senpukyaku. And uh, Kent, not Ken, Kent. Uh, counters with his own whirlwind kick and they kick each other apart Ooh, <laughs> and then they just start doing street fighter moves at each other there's a guile he starts throwing uh sonic booms around yeah it's crescent blade but it is just a sonic boom that he shoots out yeah and, and also it's... he's got like straight up hair and yeah he's got the hair he's got a skunk line going although through to it. be fair his haircut is little very little guile and a lot more joe higashi if we're talking street or like fighting game characters if we are talking fighting game and characters. we are uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the sagat guy is countering with straight up tiger blast so though he's calling them wave beams or something yeah yeah uh but I mean, we're talking. It's Sagat fighting, fighting Guile. We're seeing this happen. Also, there's a Dalsim there. I mean, he is embarrassing. I, the Dalsim is. <laughs> I think Dalsim might be my favorite character in this. The Dalsim. They basically they took a, a Chinese guy and did their best to dress him up like an Indian guy uh, by having it by, by putting red lines on his face and hair and having him constantly do his do neck stuff. Oh yeah, and. He's got the full suite. He no lo- he also has the elongated legs and kicks. He has the yoga fire. He even does the floating lotus thing, which you only see in later games. No, he does it as a winning pose. That's true. He does do it as a winning pose. Thankfully, he doesn't use it to teleport. That would be prophetic. No, he does not teleport. Yeah. He does float, however. He can float with it, which is a thing that starts happening in the Marvel vs. Capcom series, <laughs> where he has just a flight move, where he just turns on his flight. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... 
Uh, we watch a bunch of Street Fighters. Street Fight. I mean, to be fair, these guys are not identical. Uh, like, for example, Guile is an Asian man with dark hair, but with one streak of blonde up the middle to represent that he's Guile. Yeah, he's got a skunk line. Just like how Kent is wearing a red leather jacket and has black long hair with a streak of blonde through it. Yeah. Uh, and Guile is wearing military camo and fatigues, but their long sleeve, it, it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a knockoff. Yeah, they, they are the... <sighs> Like, you know they didn't get permission to actually use mm-hmm. any of the Street Fighter stuff. Yeah. So they were just like, well, how close can we get without getting sued? Yeah, and you'd think their first thought would be like, well, what's one of the less successful Street Fighter clones, and we'll just copy that and say we didn't. Let's just say they're the fighting masters. <laughs> uh, or, But no, instead they went with, like, the Stroot Fooders, uh, and that's, that's what we're seeing here. And it's weird to me. That the team they have, because there is also on the future cop team, right, right. There's uh, a Vega equivalent. Yeah, they have a Vega. Uh, he has the the mask, but it's made of like just metal and the claw. And the bad guy team here, you briefly see him, but he shows up a little more later. A E Honda equivalent named Toyota. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting the t- Toyotas in this movie. Toyota. Uh, the name of the Sagat character is Tai King. Yep. Uh, spelled like he's the king of Thailand. Yep. Uh, and then they also have a Ken on their team. Yes. So it's weird that they took, like, one of the villain characters, put it on the hero team, took a couple of the heroes, put it on the villain side. It's also weird that the character that is ostensibly the main character, like, the most, like, uh, focused character of these these various heroes. Yeah, probably the most seriously taken. And also the most famous of the actors is the Vega. Uh, it's He's Andy Lau, who's a big-time Hong Kong action celebrity. And yet, they decided, oh, instead of making you, like, a, a Ryu, Ryu yeah. or even... I don't know, a Ken or something. Yeah. One of the main people. You're like, oh, you'll be Vega. You remember Vega? <laughs> what? Oh, you mean the guy who does all the backflips and whooping? The Spanish ninja? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be the Spanish ninja. All right. Well, do I, do I have super fence climbing? Yes, but it won't be in the film. <laughs> <laughs> no fences in this film, just walls to break through. <laughs> and they have a street fighter fight. And then eventually the bad guys retreat into the time shed or whatever, and it gets blown up but not before they get sent back in time. Yeah, and our good guys get to see the year that they're going to. Mm -hmm. So when they head back to headquarters, the boss is like, all right, uh, I'm going to send you three goons and not Ryu because he's married to my sister. Yeah, (laughs) that's our first indication that this movie is going to be predominantly like very lowbrow Hong Kong comedy. Oh, it's just goof-em-ups from here on out. Yeah. Because uh, at first you think, oh, this might ju- this might be serious, but s- but badly done. Oh, it's it's basically like when it first started. I went, oh, this is going to be one of those low budget rip off sci fi things. But mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're going to do a whole Street Fighter thing. And I went, all right, sure, I'm on board. But the second they got into headquarters, and they're like, oh, yes, in the past people could lie. We can't lie now though, because we have little electronic chips in our head that electrocute us if we lie. You guys don't lie, right? No. Yep. So it's uh, it's going to be that going forward. It's basically like the Hong Kong Mel Brooks type type uh, film. So the three guys that aren't Ryu are going to be sent to the past to, to save the day. And they're like, well, why doesn't Ryu have to go with us? And, because he is my brother-in-law. And then he, he just shoots them a smug look. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And then they all take a group picture together, which kind of looks like the selection screen from a Street Fighter game. Uh, and then we're off to the races. 
We are indeed. Uh, for the and by next, not seeing them for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, and for the next 20 minutes, we get a weird slice of life high school show where the main character is 23 years old. 28. 28. No, he's been in school for 23 years. That is correct. He is 28. He's been going to the same school for 23 years. Years. Uh, the weird thing about this movie, I mean, I know he's a comedy character, so he's supposed to be kind of like shitty, but he is really shitty. <laughs> our 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 main <laughs> character, he is. There's there's a lot of things that are going to come up here that are just troublesome. Now, he's having a bad luck day because when he gets to school, uh, his lady friend Chonoy is like, hey, uh, you're going to have bad luck today. You should just leave. And I don't know why she knows that. Mm -hmm. But he's, he's like, oh, no, I, I'm not going to have bad luck. And then just a bunch of dumb garbage happens. Yeah, he gets the biggest fishball of all the fishballs from the fishball vending cart. But then he goes inside, and he's been told he's going to have bad luck. He sees money, and he's like, ah, money. It is a very pro uh, uh, <laughs> it's a portentous day of good things. And he bends over to pick it up. And uh, then it turns out that it's a trap. A water balloon is there. Yeah. And it's not really a water balloon as much as it is just a big bag of water, like a bag of water, because when it hits him, <laughs> he's basically wearing a poncho that the water was stored in. Yeah. Unfortunately, the money was prop money. Oh, no, man. I don't know if this is true. But that bill was huge. Yeah, I don't is, know. Uh, Hong Kong money. Is yet. Hong Kong money larger than our money? <laughs> I have no... I've never seen it. Maybe it is in the 90s. Maybe. Maybe the land of 1993 Hong Kong has giant dollar bills. Could be. But anyway, uh, he falls for this because he's a dumbass, and that's going to be a consistent thing going forward. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to try to go to class, and we see the bully that is dropping stuff on him and is going to be his main sort of adversary for this is a dude with like pompadour hair yeah he's got a pompadour the way that like you know in old cartoons where a dicky flap rolls up and smacks you in the face uh, <laughs> you know he is like an extended black dicky of hair going forward so he's got like a pompadour that looks like half a surfboard glued to the top of his head uh, yeah. which occasionally rolls up on him so that's Keon. Mm -hmm. Keon rules the school. He's the leader of the school gang. He's so wealthy that he has a, as they constantly mention, a Philippine mention, maid a, a, that follows a, him. A Filipino maid of his very own, they constantly say. Ugh. And he sits behind uh, our hero here. So, sang, sang tai tai sing. Some, it's no. weird because his, he... Uh, oh, you know, obviously, uh, very obviously, our hero is also the judge well, yeah, from the future. But right now, he's Tai Hung, yeah. not UT Hung. Yeah. Uh, so he sits behind Tai Hung and is bothering him. Like he just hits him in the back of the head. And apparently that's the thing that he hates most. <laughs> yeah, because he turns around. He's like, the thing I hate most is being pushed in the back of the head. How dare you hit me in the back of the head? And he launches into a diatribe about how he's been going to the school for 23 years because he's so bad at school. Yeah. Uh, and yet he still has to constantly deal with the tribulations of high school kids pushing his head. And he tries to counter being pushed in the head by holding up a spiked mace behind his head. He has a club with nails sticking out of it. And uh, at it works first once. it works. Mm -hmm. He tries to hit him in the back of the head and hits the club, but then he hits him with a book instead, and it just slams the club into uh, Hung's head. Yeah, and this is, it just goes on like this. 
eventually the club will end up in the back of the head of the headmaster of the school. And therefore, our hero must wash the floor of the school uh, with a sign on his back that says something in Chinese. I don't know. It, I mean, the translation was, I will not make fun of the headmaster, though he didn't. Yeah, he just hit him with a club. But here's the here's where the first moment, besides the fact that our hero is a 28-year-old high school student, uh, this is the first moment where you're like, I don't like this guy. Because anyone who comes by, and he's like, he's like, how dare you look at me? Look away. Don't you know I could rape you? Yeah. I mean... I don't know if the translation is correct here, but the fact that he keeps yelling, get away, I will rape you, is like... He never says ooh. it again, so given that this movie has a lot of people threatening to, like, beat up other people... Oh, everyone's going to teach them a good lesson. Yeah, teaching a good lesson seems to be the regular thing. This is the only time in the whole movie where anyone threatens to rape anyone else, so I feel like if it's a translation error, it's weird that it didn't pop up again. <laughs> uh, so, uh... Our character goes home, sees that his sister... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, don't forget the scene where he gets seduced by the evil woman. Or oh, whatever. that's right. <laughs> that's still the same day. God. <laughs> I thought that was like the next day or some shit. A, a, a <sighs> random evil woman who was very beautiful and known, therefore, as the crab princess. Yeah. Uh, uh, is like, hey, why don't you meet me in the biology lab after school? And then she does a whole, like, I didn't pay attention on parts of the boy's body day yeah Could it's so hot in here uh show me your part and he's like because he, the character is dumb and oblivious because that's the joke of him he's like he's like it's not an interesting thing i don't have a very good one you don't <laughs> want to see it yeah and then finally he reveals it and then it turns out that there's a whole news crew and all the other students are there to document this this yeah just one of the students in the gang comes in with a big old camera and they're and like just, ah! and he just yells camera <laughs> camera <laughs> love it love that mm -hmm. so that bad thing also happened that same day uh, goes home his sister is pictured on the side of his house <laughs> oddly enough uh <laughs> is named chun may but they call her chun li randomly in this for some reason yeah the very first conversation about her is they call her chun li and then never again uh until you know obviously she becomes chun li later she's chun li at the end of the film uh but there's for some reason there's a giant glossy photo of her stuck to her own garage yep and uh a suitor is waiting there for her but he's not allowed to move for an hour mm -hmm. and uh so that's how we know that his sister is apparently pretty and controlling with men mm -hmm. and then gets into a fight with her and so the mom mother, comes home the and, mother is like a like a taser salesman i'm not sure what that thing's supposed to be uh, i mean she has what looks like like a vibrator that someone put two wires on the end of yeah it's like a combination vibrator rubber band taser thing it's it's nonsense uh, and she's like trying to sell it to her own daughter. And her daughter's she's like, like, oh, you should have one of these. Yeah. And her daughter's like, mother, I do quite well with fending off men. And I do not need to purchase your, your vibrator toy. Um, uh, and uh, our main character is upset. And so the mother, as a running thing throughout this movie, is anytime anyone is upset or something is going wrong, she's like, all you need to do is breathe in and say, what a wonderful world. The air is fresh and then everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. And one of the few bits in this that actually was like, oh, I, I kind of was amused by that as dark humor was where she tells the son, there's like, uh, 
What a wonderful world. The air is fine. Now, don't you feel better? Yes, everything's great. I'm going to go to my room and commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I mean, so some of the jokes in this are okay, but most of them are just so fast and slapsticky that... Well, yeah, it's a lot of slapstick stuff. Most of it is, uh, you know, either hitting someone and they go flying or dropping stuff on people. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's not so much the, like, wordplay humor. Yeah, I'll, I think there's a couple jokes here as well that are falling by the wayside for us because of cultural context. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes to his room in preparation to commit suicide. He starts writing out a will, uh, and then he goes out onto his balcony uh, to to jump off it, and that's when he sees uh, Choi Hun, his Choi No, Choi No, excuse Choi No, uh, his his uh, pr hopeful girlfriend someday. Yeah, and she's here and. So he like grabs onto the railing with his toe and then a mosquito admonishes him for doing so and says, I would like to bite you. And indeed it does so. <laughs> and that makes him fall off. I love those random parts in this. This mosquito comes up and is like, ah, your toe is cutting. I shall bite you. And you're like, what? 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 Huh? How dare you hold on with your toe? <laughs> what? What is happening right now? When the movie stops being like remotely serious and just has weird goofy bullshit i love it yeah no certain parts of this movie are fantastic uh but a lot of it is the main character being really awful so uh so uh <laughs> so Troy not is just here to be nice yeah uh she heard she heard about all the bad things that happened to him and she wanted to come by and make him feel better and they do something completely inscrutable that i am i think they, they divide his room in half with laundry and then sit on either side of his yeah, the well, it's divide. supposed to be, we're cutting back and forth between sort of close-up shots of the two of them, and they're like, oh, you know, uh, it's so sad that you had to go through whatever you went through today, you know, I'll be there for you, and then, like, he stands up and goes, ah, uh, it's, it's time, uh, and he takes his shirt off, and you're like, oh, we're supposed to be thinking he's gonna try and make a move, right? but... Then it pulls back, and we see that they're both on either side of a divided line in the room, and he's like, I'm going to take a shower. Yeah, and he just, like, sends her home. He's like, you got to go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then, I, I don't know, he gets in a big fight with his sister when a pipe repairman shows up to the house. Yeah, there's some, some I don't know, goofy nonsense just with that. With the mom. It's just she's also part of the slapstick of the film. Uh, and then the mom announces she's leaving on a date. The sister announces she's leaving on a date and is like, don't you mess with the turtle that's in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> I do like that after that, sometime later, she does at least go, oh, hey, where's my other turtle? Like she has three turtles in a bowl and is missing one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, good, good. You actually do have turtles. This wasn't just a weird translation thing. Apparently there was a turtle in a toilet. Why was there a turtle in the toilet? What if he Maybe to wanted to swim in a larger area than the bowl she had? I guess, yeah. It just feels awful dangerous. I mean, it could just swim down the little hole. Yeah. Unless you got one of them special custom holes that's only big enough for farts. <laughs> one of those custom fart holes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, all right. So <sighs> now he's alone in the house, and he goes up onto his roof and gets in a fight with God. Yeah, he just starts yelling at God, and God throws lightning bolts. And I mean, literally God. I mean, this isn't contravince that makes him think that God is responding to him. He throws a beer can into the sky, and it doesn't land. And then a giant barrel that is looks like the beer can goes flying back towards him. And he's like, hey, I just threw a beer can. <laughs> I only threw a little one. <laughs> 
And then so God crashes lightning into a bush behind him. He's like, I don't care. You missed. <laughs> and then he gets blasted through a wall because that's going to happen 27 <laughs> times in this movie. I love that he, he goes up on, you know, just sort of rage against the situation. And then God responds and the movie does not care at all. No. But that finally, though, is the moment where our future cops show up. I love that they are called the future cops, even in the future. Oh, yeah. They're like, hello, we're future cops. Yeah. In the future, we are future cops. <laughs> That's because we're advanced even from the perspective of our own time. Yeah, we've got microchips in our head that give us superpowers, apparently. Yeah. So the three future cops land, and there's a bunch of slapstick as he runs away from them, and they, they use their various super martial arts abilities to sort of make their way around the house non-threateningly. Like He tries to punch them, but they're all you know made of iron. He can't hurt them. He runs between Dalsim's legs get scared it's just that kind of shit for a while yeah we get a lot of scooby-doo running around a house here yeah and then finally the, he's like oh if you're future people then i want money and cars and women and they're like we're not fucking fairies we can't grant wishes like i don't know what you think we're gonna do i think my favorite part of this at all might even be my favorite part of the movie is the part where he's like well then just tell me who's gonna win the next horse race and i'll get really rich off that and that'll be fine and he says and one of them responds with uh, do you remember who won the big horse race in 1943 no and, yeah neither do we <laughs> we're not gonna know anything that happens here <laughs> it was a good gag it's good it's a good thing yeah so uh the three dudes are like well here's what we can do for you are you having trouble with bullies uh, mm -hmm. We can help you in school and with uh, sports and in your love life. Love life. Yeah, they, they basically offer to help him out. And that's because they need to stay here. They can't. They have two weeks until they have to teleport back. And they have to do it from the exact spot they came in on. So they're like, we have to leave from your little like roof balcony thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, also, we don't have any money. So we would like to stay here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he's like, OK, well, you can stay here, but you must stay hidden at all times. Do not hit on my sister. <laughs> Please uh, do not hit on my sister. Uh-huh. Uh, and at that point, they, they reveal that they need to, he, that he's a member of a local school, that they need him to go in and find this judge character person. Yeah, they're and, like, okay, do you know anyone named U.T. Hung? And he's like, I don't know. Okay, well, he's supposed to go to your school. So the deal is you find us him and we help you out. He's like, all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, and so, well, they're like, well, one of us needs to go with you at all times because there's bullies who are threatening you. So they have to, they dress up the Dulcim one as his own personal maid to go with him to school. Yeah. <laughs> and so this allows him to get revenge on the bullies. Like, yeah, he rides the Dulcim around and the Dulcim chases the bullies into a dumpster. Yeah. Like, and he's like, he's like, Dulcim. yeah, <laughs> Dulcim slams a dude's face into a wall in the bathroom mm -hmm. and like dumps. breathes fire on a dude's butt. Yeah. He stretches his arm out with the same like big spiky mace and hits the headmaster with it when the bully is right next to him. And then is. Like, he gets in trouble and has to do the same scrubbing thing that the main character did. Yeah, and he, the, the bully's, like, complaining to the headmaster. He's like, he brought a maid to school, and he's got ten-foot-long arms. And the, the uh, headmaster just looks at the guy and is like, his arms aren't ten feet long, and then he walks away. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a little tall, but nah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm impressed that bringing a maid to school is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, nobody, no one cares about that. Uh, so now th this is just starting some high school hijinks. Now the bullies are 
are even madder at him than they had been before because now he has power. Yeah, and when we go back to look at the other two at the house, they're hanging out and are hungry and are eating a shoe. They're eating a shoe and a boxing glove, and then they go into the kitchen. And they're like, ah, finally. And then it cuts to them, and they're eating the refrigerator. And they're like, oh, refrigerators in this time are way more delicious than the ones in our time. Mm, Oh, it's because they have preservatives on them. Yeah. So these two are, this is very weird, I guess. I guess in the future. Robots, maybe? No, they're not, because it's a surprise when, I guess, spoiler alert, M. Bison slash the general is a robot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the sister comes walking into the house and they are still in the kitchen eating the refrigerator. So they try to play it off at, that they are cleaning people by the one guy who has the guile hair being held upside down and used as a human broom. Yeah. And the other guy's like, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning. And then main character comes in and goes, oh, they're so poor. They're so poor that, uh, I, I am paying him $20 instead of the $30 we pay the maid so that he'll clean up. And the other ten, we can pocket. And, and she's like, that's very cheap of you. You're a disreputable person. I will pay this person more money than that. If you will be my servant, then I will pay you $50 every day. <laughs> and he's like, I could not take money from a woman. And, and she's like, well, my brother will pay you $50 every day to be my servant. <laughs> and the brother's just like, ah, Instead of, you know, no. Nah. <laughs> How about nah? <laughs> but, uh... You know, they're like, okay, that's acceptable. As long as it maintains our cover, who gives a shit? Sure, great. I'll clean your room or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, they decide that the other two also have to go to the school. Mm -hmm. One of them is going to show up as a student, and one is going to be a teacher. And they rock, paper, scissors for it. And Guile gets to be the teacher, and Vega has to be the student. Mm -hmm. Now, they keep making jokes about how Andy Lau looks like he's 50, and he does not. No. They're like, oh, you shouldn't be here. I'm like, you look exactly the same age as everyone else in this high school. Yeah, I know, because it's a standard movie high school. Everyone's in their 30s. Yeah, you look exactly like you fit in here. What is your problem? (laughs) But they have to get him into the school, which is hilarious, because they're like, how come you won't show your face? And uh, the main character is like, well, he can't show it. He's my cousin, and and his whole family has a terrible disease that makes them look old in advance. And the headmaster says, this is great. Oh, well, I am. Pr- I am. I understand the pro- problems the disease people face. Uh, you are welcome to the school because everyone deserves an education. However, you will pay double the me- the, the school fees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is after he tells them, oh, and they're so poor that they can't do anything about this disease. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, good. Then you'll pay double. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, and then, you know, he goes off to class and now we're just left with the Guile character dressed up as a teacher. And they're like, well, what will you teach here at this school? Oh, I will teach math and physics and chemistry and sports and English and Chinese and anything you want me to. Uh, hold on. You know chemistry? Yes, I know chemistry. Uh, oh, well, do a chemistry thing for us. Very good. I will do a chemistry thing for you. What would you like me to do? Oh, can you make bombs? Yes, of course. Obviously, your school needs a bomb maker to be teaching the kids how to make bombs. That's the one thing that proves you know chemistry is making a bomb. It's also the first thing you can do when you're sitting in an office. Yeah, so here's an atomic bomb. He just pulls an atomic bomb out from under the table and puts it down. And it's hilarious. It's a big, it's a trash can wrapped in in tinfoil with, with uh, like American I mean, it, rocket it, it, markings yeah, drawn on it. I was going to say, it looks like a toy rocket. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, okay, you can have the job, but please take this bomb. I don't care about the bomb. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, so we get a little bit more weird nonsense now where <sighs> Guile ends up 
teaching a class in an auditorium. He's he's essentially doing music teaching at this point, but it's just so that we have a point where we can have like a music video where he and the crab angel uh, are interested in each other. Yeah, he does what looks like when you go to a karaoke, like like uh, Korean or Asian style karaoke, uh, and they, they have the music videos, he does one of those. Like right, right down to the kind of soft croony music where he's, you know, he's just like, oh yeah, cause I love you, you're the guy, you're the girl, I love. kind of that kind of stuff, uh, and, and then you know, just walking along on the beach with her, raising kids with her, a single tear falls, just the same vignettes you see in the background of the karaoke machine, and uh, when he ends, everyone is asleep except for her, and she's like, ooh. You're so muscly. You are my hubby. Come home for soup this evening. <laughs> what kind of soup? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then meanwhile, our uh, 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 the Vega character is in school. He's the new kid, so pe- bullies are messing with him. They hide a snake in his bag. And he's just like, oh, cool. I'll eat the heart out of this immediately and yeah. then use it as a belt. He just instantly squeezes the steak till its heart falls out, then eats that, then ties the steak on as a belt. And then it's like, who is like, who would like to wear this steak belt? Everyone's like, oh, no. And from that point on, he gets to just sleep in class because he's a super powered person. And like the teacher starts throwing books at him and he's just catching them midair and like balancing three on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So eventually he just sort of gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, he turns into the guy who's just constantly sleeping in class. Uh, and then shenanigans continue to occur. It is hard to (laughs) discern what all happens here. Uh, eventually I think Ken and, or Ken shows up, Kent, sorry, Kent shows up eventually. Yeah. I think after the sports festival though. Yes. Cause there is a sports festival scene. Basically bullies keep showing up and threatening people and getting beaten up by the three different kind of super future cop heroes. Uh, and there's a bunch of shenanigans about women uh, where, for example, uh, the the sister catches the Vega character in the wrong room and, and she, then knows immediately that he's a future. Cop. Yeah, she's like, like well, that's the first accusation she has. Well, first one is you're stealing. She goes, you're stealing. I will report you to police. No, and, I'm not. Oh, wait a minute. You're a future cop. Are you a future cop? You have to, do- <laughs> you have to tell me if you're a future and cop. And now, notably, these characters have been lying constantly. So we thought that the whole you get shocked if you tell a lie thing is a one off gag. Like, because just in the previous scene with the sister, he was pretending he had a human broom. Yeah, he was like, oh, this is a broom from my mother. And you're like, oh, you didn't get shocked there. You were very clearly lying. Yeah, but here's a scene where she's like, are you a future cop? No, I am not. (laughs) And uh, so once she finds out, she does the same, like, oh, I want money and uh, cars and whatnot. They're like, we can't do that. She's like, well, you better. Yeah, fuck you. I'll go to the police. So she walks out. The brother, the brother main character walks in and they're like, well, what are you going to do? And Vega's like, well, nope, nothing we can do. I'm going to have to kill your sister. (laughs) Nope, you can't kill my sister. I give you permission to woo her because if you successfully court her, then she will be subservient to you. And then you can merely tell her not to call the police. Yeah, then she won't because you will be her boyfriend. Yeah, and that can't happen. Yeah. So (laughs) I I love the wooing scene for our Vega and the sister where he takes her to, I mean, it says amusement park, but basically it's just like an, an arcade. arcade that yeah. has a carousel on it. And uh, he's like, oh, these games, we don't have anything like that in, in my time. See, in our time, we just travel into the game to play. Mm-hmm. 
and so takes the sister and himself and jumps into an arcade game that is Mario Brothers. Now, first of all, this was set in 1993, so that's just bullshit. The only time there was Mario arcades and cabinets was like the mid-80s. Uh, and also, there weren't any of the turtles or what? I mean, I no, this is definitely Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario. It's not just Mario Brothers with the pipe and the crabs and the crab angel. This is <laughs> this is ju- he, they they go into Super Mario. They're both dressed as Mario's. They have Wario hats on, <laughs> and uh, they have to you know jump on a turtle. There's and mostly they're dressed as a turtle who's scuttling out at <laughs> high. Yeah. And there's blocks and everything. And they're like, what, are, what? what is this? You are a video game character. Well, how come you have beard? Because they have mustaches, but the translation is bad. How come you have beard? Because I am a video game character. I am also a video game character. I have beard. Oh, no, I am man. Oh, no, wait. I still have the breasts. <laughs> Good. And then he's like, let me shave you. And then he clearly just sort of takes the mustache off. <laughs> And then they sit and they have a whole heartfelt conversation about how people from the future don't have sex anymore because the AIDS epidemic is so bad. Yeah, they're like, oh, AIDS has gotten so bad in the future that you're no longer allowed to have sex because we're just waiting for everyone who has AIDS to die. Mm -hmm. Instead, you just jerk off and then if you want to have a baby, you take an egg and a sperm and you go to a clinic. Yeah. Now, this conversation is is played for... De- this is a deadly serious conversation about, oh, can't you have love and make love in the future? No. Our people cannot make love. The AIDS epidemic has become too severe. Yeah, that's why I don't understand how to woo a woman properly, because we cannot do that in my time. It says one person dressed as Mario to another person dressed as Mario sitting on a cardboard Mario box. <sighs> and she's like, oh, well, you should get gifts. I like you know, what are some of the things your other boyfriends have done for you? Oh, they'll get me flowers. I'll get you a flower, he says, hitting a block and getting a fire flower, which she then smells. She says, I want to find the taste of this. What is the taste? She smells it and gets big because they confused, I guess, flowers and mushrooms in this one. And instead of being able to shoot fire, she just turns into a big version. Yeah, so she turns giant. Uh, then he turns giant so he can communicate with her still. Oh, oh, it was to make her feel better because when she turned giant, he could theoretically see up her skirt because yes. she has a Mario skirt. Uh, and then they get hit by the turtle and go back down to normal size. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they don't get hit by the turtle. According to the translation, if you are bumbled by the turtle. you Oh, they got bumbled. They got bumbled real good. If the turtle bumbles you, you return to normal size. Uh, and... Uh, when they go back to normal size, they just go right back to sitting on the same pipe thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you can't, you know, woo a lady, what do you do? Oh, well, I have these pills. And apparently it's great. And so he has, get you high enough that you want to make out pills. So he gives her this pill and she's like, yeah, now I'm all over you. I want, I want you, daddy-o. I want that Mario meat. <laughs> and, uh. Then a crowd gathers around because all of this is, of course, playing on the arcade screen. So everyone's just watching some girl try and get with another guy on here. Then they get hit by a turtle or something and get teleported out of the machine. And she is mortified because people have been watching her enjoy a date. Yeah. Great. Uh, So that all happens. That's just a a whole thing that happens. That is one scene in this. Know that there's definitely lots of shit that we have not really gone into because to do that would make this take forever so there's the sports festival uh this is a big chance for our main character to prove himself not a not tw- a wuss but again this would make him a 28 year old man competing against a bunch of high school students 
but he's not in great shape and he's like oh dalsim guy you gotta help me and he's like man i've helped you enough here here's three <laughs> cds that if you eat each one of them is one of our powers mm -hmm. so you can eat like the dalsim cd and get dalsim powers mm -hmm. he's like oh cool great so they go to the high jump and the one guy who does it is like ah i'm a great competitor and he jumps very high and he's like "Ooh, i'm gonna eat the vega cd yeah meanwhile the sports announcer at this high school sports tryout festival thing is like if he can jump over that i'll eat the microphone about our main character who promptly does a vega style spin jump over it yeah he even gets the ponytail yep and, Which uh, is weird because the Vega character has does not. He does. He has the ponytail. Does he? Yeah, he shows up from time to time. A lot of the time he doesn't, and then when he's in fight mode, he does. Oh, okay. when he has the mask, it's a fight ponytail. Yeah, when he has the mask, he also has the ponytail. Yeah, it's just like when I put on the mask, mm -hmm. yeah, and I have the ponytail, and I'm like, somebody stop me, <laughs> and I'm like, P A R T Y because I got him, <laughs> and then the, then you start dancing to the rumba beat. Yeah, and then I'm like. This is smoking. It's true. And then eventually you will de indeed go chick, chick, a boom, chick, chick, a boom, chick, chick, a boom. I only remember the one part of that movie. Oh, Cuban Pete's a great song. It's a great song. It's the only part of that movie I have in here. I remember that he shoves like a tailpipe up a guy's butt or something. I, it's been it's a while. It's time for an overhaul. Okay. That's, and then that's, he yeah. does Tasmanian devil spin and shoves a tailpipe up someone's I, tailpipe. Maybe I should check out the mask again. It feels like it's the one that's held up better than the other two. Of those that early Jim Carrey period, well, because Ace Ventura's got some transphobia. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> given that Ace Ventura one is trans panic, Ace Ventura two is weird colonial nonsense. Yeah, yeah, you're so so. Really, the mask is kind of the standout. I can't remember the other ones that were in that time period. I guess like liar, liar. Yeah, liar, liar, still good. Yeah, okay, I guess fair enough. I haven't seen it recently. Yeah, I've seen the mask more recently than I have that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. He competes in each sporting event, and every time this one announcer is like, I'll eat the stupid thing if he doesn't do it. Oh, no, he did do it. Now I have to eat this table. Yeah. Uh, each time. And he keeps eating the pills and, and competing the, uh, or completing the events easily. Although the shot put... I now, mean, please don't say pills. It is CDs that he is eating. Yeah, he's eating entire CDs with pictures of the characters on them. Yes. Uh, his shot put, he eats the Dulcim CD and just... You know, uses stretches arm. his arm to go past whatever the current lead shot put is. It just drops it, and no one notices. <laughs> no one cares. Who give? Also, his face paint appears and disappears. So who gives a fuck? Is basically the premise of the film. Who gives a flying fuck? Yep. Uh, this is right about the point where Kent finally shows up. Yeah. After this is done, Kent eventually shows up and is like, "Ah, we need to find this fucking guy that goes to this school and Toyota." And Ty King managed to corner uh, Keon, the, the bully. bully. Yeah. And they're like, you'll help us. And since he's basically just a little toady guy, he's like, yeah, sure. You're my friends now. Mm -hmm. uh, you're more powerful than I am. So you're my boss. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the movie from the translation, which is uh, they explain to him that there are future cops roaming the school. <laughs> they're like, there's future cops roaming the school. The, the new people you have met recently who have crazy powers are future cops. And he's like, that explains everything. Anyway. I, I have to inform you, am a future rascal, and you and I should be fellows. <laughs> That's right. Us future rascals. <laughs> we are the future rascals. You should be our fellow. And he's like, I would like to be your fellow. Now we are buddies. Uh, and we get a thing where <laughs> fucking Kent 
shows up to be a student teacher or teacher because apparently the school doesn't have nearly enough teachers because he, he just walks in and like fine you're a teacher i guess uh he gets a job as a teacher gets a class that has the sleeping vega in it and then throws rejuvenation dart into him which begins to regress his mind uh so now he is turning like younger in his, but not bodily just mentally and this will kill him eventually yeah 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 he's he's regressing in age at a rapid pace and so someone he can't fight anymore so someone else has to go face kent to get him to give up the antidote which only he carries to the rejuvenation potion so uh broom man slash guile goes and faces off against kent when he's taking crab angel for a date that's uh kent by the way these both of these people have had dates with crab angel yes so kent takes crab angel out for a date and then he gets into a fight with broom man in a 7-eleven that has been rebranded as an 812 yep uh and they get in a big fight where they throw hadoukens and sonic booms at each other and then start throwing cars at each other instead yeah uh it, it a broom man is losing until he gets a kiss from his lady, uh, which get, which literally causes a power-up meter to appear on the screen and give him a power-up, which that's where Scott Pilgrim stole that from. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. And then and then he gets stronger, beats the crap out of Kent, and instead of killing Kent, because he has a chance, he begs him to, give, to, to release the antidote. He's like, look, I know that the cronies of the general don't fear death, so I can't get the antidote by threatening to kill you mm -hmm. but i will beg you please uh the vega guy is my friend vega oh. guy, by the way named t-man in case we need a, a regular name for him yeah t-man t-i mm -hmm. space m-a-n yeah t-man is my friend and you're the only one that can save him and i am prostrating myself before you and begging you to save him yeah no the response kent kicks him away and runs off uh, but then in the very next scene, they go to that arcade again, again, and T-Man is five at this point, five years old, but still a full grown Andy Lau riding the carousel over and over again while his, while his, uh, erstwhile girlfriend kind of looks on in horror. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they have a the man shows up and is like, I, I couldn't get it. He's going to die. You should say your goodbyes now. And then Kent shows up and starts throwing needles at everyone eventually hitting uh t-man and it's like that is the antidote i owed you a favor but now i owe you nothing in the future i will teach you a good lesson <laughs> do not try and stop me for a good lesson shall be learned mm -hmm. and then there's some more shtick happening uh did you know that for example the mother of the main character and his sister uh loves it when when her her uh husband or boyfriend speaks english yeah uh so he keeps trying to say english phrases uh over and over again to get because she's doing the whole like Oh, basically the fish called Wanda thing kind of happening here uh, where, where, where uh, she gets all off when John Cleese speaks Russian. Uh. Uh, in the, but in this case, it's when this guy speaks English. Uh, <clears throat> and so he's like trying to say the few things he knows in English, which is like London Bridge is falling down. But it ends on my favorite note at all, which is uh, he's running out of things to say. So he just goes, I am a man. I have many pens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, eventually we cut back to the future. And, ah, right, yeah. And, Get it? And uh, the cronies of the general show up and are like, oh, we got the key to release you. We have found the electronic lock and we obtained it at great cost. And he comes out and he's like, 
The day you obtained the electronic <laughs> lock was the most important day of your lives. But for the general, it was a Tuesday. Because this dude is M. Bison. This is the least disguised dude, except for, you know, a little later, we've got a couple of secret reveals. Yeah. But this dude is just a dude in an M. Bison costume. Yeah, he does his, like, psycho, psycho charge. Crusher. Yeah, he does psycho crushers. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go to the past and kill that judge in the past. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. That's my plan for some reason. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm free and could just leave, I'm still going to try and do that. Well, yeah, because he's a big, mean, bad guy. He's he's M. Bison. Yeah. But he doesn't want to try and kill the judge now. He's apparently going to go into the past to do it. Yeah, well, obviously, he got caught the first time he tried to do it in the in the future. He's got to do it in the past where it's easier. So uh, he goes back to the past. We aren't going to see him for a little bit. Some more shtick happens instead. There's a bunch yeah. of bully fighting. and there's. Uh, we finally get to our main character's birthday, mm -hmm. and it is revealed that his mom has actually married this guy that we've seen her with a couple times, and... Uh, he's going to have a new surname of you, so now he should also have a new other name, which uh, will make it T. You'll be U.T. Hung. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, fuck, it's me. Oh, no, I'm U.T. Hung. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite thing about his whole birthday situation is when, once again, Choi, Choi Na, the, the girlfriend, mm -hmm. the, or the, the woman he has a crush on, who does not seem to like him very much, but is mostly just oh, being... Oh, no, she, she likes him. She makes him a sweater. Oh, that's right. That's right. But she's mostly like his friend. She's like pitying him, sort of. But when she when, when uh, she's like, oh, by the way, I know your birthday is coming up. Happy birthday. He goes, yes, it will be my birthday soon. I would like you to wear the orange dress. Ugh. You're like, you piece of shit. Would you... <laughs> You're supposed to be the main character of this. And she's like, I will not do that. No, no, I will not. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, his birthday party comes up and everyone shows up, including E Honda, I'm sorry, Toyota, and the Thai King. Also a bunch of the bullies. Uh and he is dressed like when they take a forty year old man and make him a kid in a Mexican soap opera. Hmm. He has one of those rainbow beanie hats and is the main character. Main character and suspenders and almost has the fake freckles. You, almost, you can almost hear him saying Tamarindo. Uh but instead it's I don't know what the hell that's his birthday costume for. He's dressed like Dennis the Menace. So now they know, do the future cops, that he is the judge, mm -hmm. but then they find out that, oh no, uh, M. Bison goes and takes over the school and, and uses chips to drive people insane? Yeah, so a lot of people in the school have just become weird and chaotic, and the school is basically just slapstick land. <laughs> the school has turned into Benny Hill. I was gonna say, it's basically turned into Benny Hill business. Because yeah. you've got, like, a teacher just chasing girls through the hallways with, like, girls chasing a teacher through the hallways, just random people rounding other people up, people getting tased, thrown into walls, carried around. The school's just gone nuts. And M. Bison is just sitting in the principal's office, flanked by his cronies and being like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, by the way, he doesn't speak uh, out loud. He only uses telepathy. Yes. Uh, he does eventually then go on TV to announce that unless uh, UT Hung comes to the school, I will kill all of his fellow students. Mm -hmm. Now, so we cut back to the house the, 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 where all this shit's been taking place, and it's revealed that the Street Fighter super cops, future cops, have brought with them three or four special chips that they can install in your brain. Yeah, they're like, oh, our powers just come from a chip in our brain. Yeah, so if you let us install a chip in your brain, you'll get superpowers and be a Street Fighter character. And, of course, main character's like, oh, no, that would be painful. And then, 
like Vega guy just sort of like brushes his hand against the back of the sister's neck and goes, there, now you have powers. Now back up and be careful that your boobs don't get scratched. And she does. Literally, that's the line. Uh, and she backs up and turns into Chun-Li. Yep. Uh, in, not a very good Including Chun-Li. the Yata and uh, like peace sign. Yeah, she does the Yata, Yata jump and peace sign. But she's got jury hair and not Chun-Li hair. I'm a little disappointed. But otherwise, fine. It's fine. Uh, Everything's fine. Then and they, so when he sees that, he's like, oh, cool. I want superpowers. And then they have to put a giant red ball up his nose like it's they fuck fucking with total recall. They just fuck with him. They, they announce that they say it's a durian, but durians are huge. So it's just instead they're like, well, we have to put this up your nose. And he's like, oh, OK, well, if that's what gives me powers, it's going to suck. And then we get a shot of him getting a giant ball stuffed up his nose. But the, the uh, people who are announcing it are like, ha ha ha. He has put the durian in that guy's nose. What a tool. <laughs> ha. What a tool. Uh, but. They don't. They give him the chip as well, but at the moment they're just fucking with him by putting a fruit in his nose. The, and then uh, there's like, well, we still have two more chips. Who else could we give them to? Yeah, because the thing is, they're like, oh, the power is activated by courage, and he doesn't have any. Like the second they put the thing in him, he's like, no, I can't, I can't do this. I'm gonna run away. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, I guess we have to find two other people to put chips into, and that's when the mom and husband show up. Yeah, the mom and husband come in, and they're like, great, you're on the team. And it turns out that because there's only one girl in Street Fighter 2, we just get two Chun-Li's. Yeah, they're like, what? You're also Chun-Li? No, the, I'm Chun-Tai. Yeah, All you right. get the alternate red version. Of, I'm sorry, I was in the kitchen at that point. But you get the alternate red version of the costume. Great. And <laughs> we don't see the, hu- the boyfriend husband for a little bit. Cause be- because all the Street Fighter guys are fighting and bison at the school mm-hmm. and then eventually he gets hit by a ball and electrified and yes the, the husband is blanca he's just blanca now he's green but it is the ugliest costume you've ever seen in your life oh well, he's it's just like wearing a haphazard green... green paint on his face with lots of spaces that they didn't get yeah and he's wearing a green sweatshirt with just like a pillow stuffed in it it's great <laughs> uh but he can spin himself into a ball and electrify, but he can't throw himself forward, so they take turns kicking him. Yeah. Uh, God, that fight is amazing. Now, eventually, uh, our main character does gain courage because he sees the sweater that uh, his lady friend has knitted for him. But if you if you do your inventory, you realize that we have an M. Bison of Vega, Sagat. Uh, the Sagat is also a little bit Balrog uh, because his name is like Balrog La Sombra or something. No, that's... That's the Vega. That's the Vega. The Vega me. is named Ball. We have a we already have a Ryu. He's just over in the future. We have a Ken. We have a Guile. We have a Dalsim. We have a Chun Li. That leaves one character left, uh, and, and sadly, our hero does not show up as fucking Zangief. Indeed, not. Yeah. So since he is not Zangief, though, he is Son Goku. We get Goku at the end of this movie. He shows up in the fucking orange pants, blue shirt, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Goku now." He's got the hair. Ugh. He looks about as bad as the Goku from that American Dragon Ball movie from a few <laughs> years ago, uh, but in a different way. We find out that M. Bison, the general, is actually a robot, mm-hmm. so then they all get super tough they, on they him and do, do their of... powers and moves and whatnot, and then yeah. finally Vega drills through him, yeah, and d- they put the atom bomb from earlier in the middle of him. Yeah, to blow him up. And Goku, sadly, even though he shows up as the hero of this thing and his fucking Goku from Dragon Ball, doesn't really do anything. I mean, he beats up Toyota with a spirit bomb that he calls something else. Fatty bomb. Yeah, he says, fatty, time for bomb. Ugh. Uh, and then, I, otherwise, he's always flying around, but his flight his flight harness that they use to get him in the air in this thing make forces him into an unpleasant-looking crouch. 
He kind of looks like when uh, what's his face the the Orion from the from the DC New Gods is flying around on this stupid harness <laughs> thing. He's like, I look like I have to poop standing up. Uh, I'm Goku. I don't have any power. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they defeat him. They go back to the area where they have to leave from. Everyone's saying their goodbyes. Broom Man is like, don't ever look at anyone else. Go on no other dates. And she's like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm definitely going to date other people. I'm not going to wait 50 years to see you again, G- Broom Man. And then the same thing is kind of happening with... Uh, with vega and the sister vega and the sister he's like look i want to release you to do what you want because i don't live in the same time period as you and she just goes i already have several dates lined up yeah i have a date tomorrow <laughs> he's, he's like, like what what how did you do that she's like i'm an independent woman i gotta strike while the iron is hot buddy uh, <laughs> if you want to go to the future and not take me into more mario games that's your prerogative <laughs> and that's where we get a big thing of lightning and ryu shows up and ryu's like hey i heard that you a defeated st- the general. Great job. <laughs> Good. I'm here to tell you great job, but also a super say man has shown up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we have to hurry. A super say man has appeared in Hong Kong, and we must defeat him. In 1993, so I'm here to help you fight him. A super say man Yes, don't worry about it. Definitely wait. not a super say man Wait, aren't I super say man I thought I was turned into a Goku. No, you're Son Goku, not super say man Oh, shit. That guy's going to be way more powerful than me, isn't he? You sure we didn't? It's not a super say man is Gohan, as we all know. It's Gohan dressed up as a superhero. But, and it might not even mean that. It might it might be a Cyberman. <laughs> Cyberman. It could be one of those little green plant dudes that Nappa sent out after people, because those were called Cybermen. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, we won't, because we at won't. that point, they all do a peace sign for the camera, freeze frame, and movie. Uh-huh. Holy shit, this has been a journey. So the movie's maybe 80 minutes long, but it feels like you're going to watch it for like four hours. And then on top of that, every like 15 minutes, there's a commercial break for the same ads over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, I can't recommend our specific viewing experience. Ugh. Our specific viewing experience is mostly a little girl wandering through the room, wondering why we're watching commercials, demanding a cheese bunny or an apple slice, (laughs) and then returning to her books, because she has a better life than we do. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So there you go. That is Future Cops. Jeff, let me ask you a quick question. I would love to hear a question. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for asking. God, that's annoying when people ask me that in the middle of a production while I'm trying to work. I don't, I don't know why people would do that. Right? Yeah. It's like, why would you abuse your powers as the host of a show to do that? I know. It's so. I mean, it just takes me right out of my flow. <laughs> so what would you say is the best thing in this movie for you? Oh, I already said it, and I'm going to stand by it. I think my absolute favorite thing in this movie is the line, we are the future rascals, you should be our fellow. (laughs) But there are several other lines where the translation just makes them hilarious as well. So I feel like any time the translation works in the audience's favor would would pretty (laughs) much be my my favorite time. Uh, I think it's... uh, The other thing I found weird was that early on, we got one of those LR swaps in the translation Mm -hmm. that you know people use when they make kind of racist fun of the way some Asian folks talk. Where they describe Bison as the dear reader of the country, and and I was like, how did that happen in the subtitles? <laughs> uh, well, we don't know who was doing the subtitles here. Yeah, it only happens the once. But yeah, my favorite thing is the translations that that fail in hilarious ways. That's my favorite part of watching this whole thing. Great. What would you say is your how you doing? Uh, I'm gonna say my favorite how you doing is the one that I just asked you. How you I doing? know, because I was so e- eager to respond to it with with a response that I'm doing pretty great. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, uh, what was your favorite thing in this movie? Uh, I I think I'm going to stick by that one suicide joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a good joke. It's the only one that made me go, <laughs> Yeah. Everything else that was a joke in this, I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Plus, I mean, the suicide jokes lead, leads directly into the cartoon mosquito jokes, so. Yeah. No, that entire little vignette scene is great. Yeah. I mean, I might even throw in the fight with God, because that's also part of it, and that's also great. <laughs> he tried to hotbox with God. <laughs> Uh, what would, well, wait, hold on. You gotta ask me first. What is your least favorite thing in the movie? Uh, it, it's hard to say because there's very little in this movie that lasts more than like a split second. But you know what? It's actually really easy. It's the part where he keeps threatening to rape random kids who are passing by him. The main character does. Yep. He's like, go away or I will rape you. Don't you know I could rape you? Uh, yeah. I mean, that is the worst. <laughs> I will agree with you. <laughs> Do you have another one you want to say? I mean, anything else aside from that is not gonna be as good it's true i mean i guess you could also say the other disappointing thing in the movie is that he turns into goku and not zangief because if he had shown up in a muscle suit with a bunch of hair all over it oh man (laughs) i would have loved that if he showed up and was just like oh i'm gonna do a fucking atomic slam on this dude he just pops in final atomic buster and and then they're like what the hell are you he's like hey there's not that many street fighter characters all right it's 1993 (laughs) we didn't have the expanded roster yet all right what you were you hoping for (laughs) t-hawk we're not quite that racist (laughs) Uh, so there you go there's uh, there's the worst thing in this movie. Yeah. The guy yelling that he'll rape people. Yeah. Yeah. The main character, our hero, yelling, don't look at me or I'll rape you to random passersby. <sighs> now we're going to give this movie a rating from zero to five. Give this movie a rating out of 10 total, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. This is one of those movies that's so weird that it's okay to sit through, kind of. It's the kind of thing I would be okay with having on in the background at a party or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's bad stuff, and it's not a fun movie to sit and watch in its entirety, but a lot of it is so wild that it's just, you, you can't help but kind of enjoy what's happening. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'll give it a two and a half, basically the same thing that you're saying. If, if this was one of those movies that was just sort of on, mm-hmm. it would be something that when there is a lull in conversation, because this movie is just manic in switching what's happening there's always a new scene so you'll always be able to look over at the tv and be like what the fuck is happening right now this basically this movie achieves more or less on accident what the eric andre show spends millions of dollars trying to figure out how to do on purpose (laughs) Uh... i mean i like the eric andre show don't get me i don't (laughs) i like very small parts of it that make their way to youtube so i don't actually have to watch the whole show yeah the highlights of it are great. Yeah, the part where he's walking around with a pizza ball is actually kind of fun, but most of it, you know, just sort of forced wackiness, where this movie is just 80 minutes of unforced wackiness that's just <laughs> just great. It's absolute craziness. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Of course, we will be back in another couple weeks with another Movie Mastery. If you want to support us, you can always go to patreon.com slash systemmastery. Anything you give helps us out on the show, helps us keep doing what we're doing, and you can go to our website, systemmasterypodcast.com, go to the Movie Mastery tab in theaters now, and you can vote for what we will see in theaters this month. There's a lot of stuff in November, as far as I recall. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta remember, remember November's November. (laughs) Have a happy November. Have a happy November, remember. 
<laughs> okay, I will. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember what's actually out this month. Frozen Two, ooh, and some other stuff. Snow Dogs. I mean, Frozen Two is probably a quality movie. The first I'm Frozen's sure. okay. It's. I'm sure it's probably fine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, by... everyone knows that like the Little Mermaid Two was amazing, so I'm sure <laughs> this will be great. The Little Mermaid Two, I believe, is called Ariel's Beginning, and it's a uh, prequel. And it's it it's, isn't though. It's, it's absolute trash. Am I wrong? Oh, is, is Ariel t- or is Little Mermaid two the one where the bad it's guys? The daughter. Oh, it's the daughter with the black the hair. daughter who's like, I'm a human and I want to be a mermaid. Right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of direct to t- DVD Ariel. There movies. are. Yeah, and and there's a series. Indeed, just like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of direct <laughs> sequels. I don't, remember, I don't remember if there's a direct sequel to Hercules, but there is also the TV show where they're in high school, which is so weird. <laughs> Because <laughs> Hercules, Hercules spends most of the show fighting Hades, who didn't know he existed. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So that is all for us. Like I said, we'll be back in another couple of weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, you have a good one. <laughs>